Welcome to the Unbusy Your Life podcast, where each week you will learn the tips, tools, strategies, and mindset of productivity. This isn't time management. This is personal management because the solution to your scheduling, time, and productivity issues is you and how you show up in your time. Hi, I'm Neil Williams, life coach and productivity expert, and I am going to help you become the best you in your 24 hours so you can get all the things done and live the exact life you want. Get ready to unbusy your life. Welcome to episode number 67 of the Unbusy Your Life podcast. I'm so appreciative that you are here today listening to the show. I wanted to share a little story that happened like literally just this last weekend because it demonstrates the model that I think is rampant in the world about time and money and the model that I am hoping you will start to consider as more valuable, more useful, and worthwhile for yourself to be operating within. So I'm going to tell you a story about my friend, Abby. Abby and her family vacationed with us in Palm Springs over spring vacation. Our husbands went on that crazy hike together. (laughs) And then she and I hung out with my sister-in-law and my nephew and just played in the pool and went on some smaller hikes. And we got back from vacation and she lives in the new town that we are moving to and which we're there 50% of the time. So I see her maybe a couple days per week. We were in yoga on Saturday morning and I was like, oh my gosh, how did your week go? Um, I knew she had a little bit of anxiety about being gone on vacation and what she was going to come back to. She's in the corporate world. She's not an entrepreneur. So I asked her and she was very visibly upset. She said, I just can't do this. I had like a million emails. There was this thing that happened while I was gone. And now I'm being expected to work these crazy days to be able to solve this problem that happened while I was gone and work my weekends. And I just don't want to do this anymore. And immediately I got pissed. Not at her, of course, but I just got angry at the model that the corporate world and so many entrepreneurs too are using to be able to run their businesses and do work in the world. Now, I'm not mad at these people. I'm just frustrated that this is the model that so many have collectively agreed is the model that works. And that model is trading time for money. This is just an outdated model. I want you to think about like when this model of working was created, like a hundred years ago, when we were doing assembly line work, right? That is where that model came from. And the reason why I so dislike it is because I really feel like it's the lazy way of approaching things in the workplace, in business, in this place that we're in, in the world right now. And let me explain this. It's lazy in the respect that the easy solution is asking someone to work more hours. And it prevents us from creating more innovation and more ingenuity in the solutions that might be created if we took more hours off the table. It's like, okay, here's this problem. Go use more hours to solve it. 
work until you solve it. Instead of stopping and thinking about, okay, if more hours, if I wasn't asking my employee or my team member to work more hours, if we really wanted to be innovative here and use higher quality thinking and a creative brain, how could we solve this problem? That is the model that I want to help everyone who is listening to this show. And if you're sharing this with somebody in the corporate world, please do that. Even though I'm not actively working in the corporate world in this way anymore, I really believe as entrepreneurs, we can be the change agents. We can be the ones who start living within this new model of doing business and creating results and money, and that will be absorbed into the corporate world. That is my belief. So the new model is not trading time for money, but trading results for money, creating value and trading that for money. So instead of spending the 15 hours on the weekend that she was going to be working, doing the things, solving them the same way they've always done, which is just with more time, I would way rather have seen her and the team come together and figure out a solution that doesn't require 15 extra hours of time. Do you guys see the difference? It's a radically different way of approaching business and time and creating results and creating money. And this is exactly why, this is literally the exact reason why I'm doing the podcast topic in May on time and in June on money, because we have them so interlinked in our brains. It is like, because of the messaging and the programming we've received, we think that more hours is always the solution to getting things done or to solving problems. And guess what? As long as we agree with that model, that is the model that is going to prevail. What I want to teach every student in my program, and I am teaching them, is how to find higher quality solutions, how to think in higher quality ways that do not require additional hours to create the same results. So (laughs) I know that that was a little bit of a rant, but it just proves my point of how rampant this way of doing business, this way of working and creating things in the world is in the corporate world. And I think so many people come from the corporate world and become entrepreneurs, and that's just the way they've always seen it done. That's the model that they've grown up in. So that's the model they bring into their businesses. What I want you to hear today is it's not the only model that exists. There are other ways to do things that do not require yourself or your team or your contractors to work more hours to get things done or to solve problems. Okay. So in this specific episode, we're talking about the time mirror and I'm using the time mirror as a way to show you how in other places in your life, your time story, your illusion of time, what we talked about in the last episode is paralleling that story and maybe impacting you. Now, so many of these, they're not necessarily obvious until you hear me say it. And then it will be like, oh yeah, obviously I can totally see that now, right? And I think this is why one of the most common comments that I get from my students is, Well, it sounds so logical when you say it, Neil. (laughs) The reason that it sounds so logical is that I can see the obvious logic 
because I have a deeply connected, highly regarded relationship with time and I have not made time or the amount of time mean anything about money for me in the way that I have grown my business. Now, you know my story and my background if you've been listening to the show for a while, and you know that this was not always the case. I used to be where you are too if you're listening to this and you have this idea of trading time for money and that to create more money, you have to have more time. So that's why it's so easy for me to see what's going on in the brains that this is happening for. And these beliefs are really part of the problem. They're what's driving the overworking, the stress, the overwhelm. Because when you don't get things done or get enough done in your business, automatically, if you have the time equals money equation in your brain, you're automatically going as a business owner to, I'm not going to make enough money or I'm not going to make the money that I want, right? So today, what I want to talk with you about is how your time story is a mirror for your relationship with money and your relationship with yourself. Now, the time mirror is special because it shows you your thinking, your feeling, and your behavior in both of these other relationships in your life. So as soon as we point out the thinking and the feeling and the behavior about time, you'll likely see how it parallels to your thinking, feeling, and behavior about yourself and about money. Now, if you did the homework assignment that I asked you to do last week to rate how controlled or free you feel in your relationship with time and where you are on the freedom meter between one and 10, and you looked at your reason why, which is just your current illusion of time, right? Your current story, your current belief system about time, you're going to start to see the parallels from this story to your story about yourself and your story about money. Now, to do this, what I want you to think about your belief systems as like learning a new language, right? Have you ever learned a new language before? My son is doing this right now in school where um, last semester they learned Spanish and then this semester they're working on French. So if you've ever done this, you know that you learn the new vocabulary And then you translate it back into your native language. You know what I mean? So hola is hello in Spanish. So when I ask him, like right now, I'll ask him, okay, tell me a French word you learned. And then immediately I want him to tell me what the translation is in terms of English, my native language. What does that mean in the language that I can understand? So in terms of the time mirror, what I'm going to do is I'm going to share with you some examples, and then I'm going to translate them for you into your relationship with yourself and your story about money to see how that it is a reflection of your identity. Your story about time is really reflecting what you believe about you and your belief system about money. Now, when I point these out, some of you are already going to see them right away. Some of you are going to have to look maybe a little bit deeper and see how they might resonate with you. Okay, so let's go through a couple of these time mirror examples. So I'm going to start with some thinking and show you how it can reveal what you think about you and your money. So these thoughts are about time. So here's a very common thought that comes up in my students. It's, I need to get ahead. 
sounds pretty logical, sounds like pretty innocent, right? But the translation of that into your relationship with yourself is, I need to get ahead because I really don't trust tomorrow me or next week me to get enough done. Or I didn't trust this week me to have planned to get enough done. And so that's the translation into your relationship with yourself. But then if you ask your brain, why do you need to get ahead? Why do you think you need to get ahead? Most often what it's going to tell you is, well, if we get ahead, we'll get more done, which means we'll make more money. Do you see how that works? (laughs) The reason why is often a money motivated reason for some of these scarcity of time thoughts. So here's another one. There's not enough time. The translation is to your relationship with yourself. Either you don't believe in yourself or trust yourself to get it done in the time that you have. Or it's more of like, I'm just not good enough to get it done in that amount of time. Now, again, if you ask why, if you were to ask your brain, why do you think that there's not enough time? The brain is most likely going to answer something like, if I had more time, I could get more done, which means I would make more money. (laughs) Do you see how the money piece is sneaking, is sneaky, like kind of hiding in the background behind that thought? This is true for so much of the illusion of time, the story about time that we have. It's really reflecting what we think about ourselves and what we believe about money. Let's do one more. I should get more done. Maybe you think this after you've already completed everything that you plan to do. This is super common in my students. They do, like they follow my instructions, they make a plan, they get all the things done when they say that they're going to, and then they immediately, their brain is like, oh no, well, we got it all done, so we should have done more. (laughs) We somehow misplanned, right? And so the translation of that is, I don't trust that what I decided to get done was right or enough, or more is better, basically is what the brain says. And if you ask why, The underlying reason why more is better is that more done means more money. (laughs) Do you see how money comes up again? So these are three very classic examples of how our thoughts about time, and these are really scarcity time thoughts, the scarcity of time mindset, is revealing to us something about our relationship with ourselves. And also, if we dive into it just a little bit deeper and ask why, our relationship or our story about money as entrepreneurs. It's kind of tricky, and you wouldn't have necessarily seen that on your own until I brought it to you. But now that I pointed out, it's probably going to be very obvious to you when this is going on. Okay. I also want to give you a few examples of feelings and how those can translate to your feelings about you and your feelings in terms of your money story. So let's take the feeling of obligation. (laughs) Maybe you do things, but you don't really want to do them because you do them because you feel obligated, right? So here is the translation, two different translations. The one about your relationship with yourself is Potentially, I care more about other people's wants than my own, or I prioritize what other people want over what I want. Now, the money translation to this one is 
I have to do this or I won't make money or I will lose money. This literally just came up today in my group program as I was coaching a client. She said, I have these two clients and she was telling me the story about them and how much money, how much revenue per month they were um, creating in her business. And she wanted to tell me how it was like 45% of her monthly revenue and that she felt like she was stuck with keeping these clients because they were paying her money. What I pointed out to her was the only reason that you think that is you feel obligated. And so from obligation, she was doing all these things she didn't really want to be doing. And she was doing it because in her mind, her brain was telling her that she had to keep these clients to keep creating her 20K monthly revenue goal. That was the money story behind this. So notice if that is happening for you, if you're feeling a sense of obligation and the reason that you're doing that is either because you care more about how other people think or feel, or if there's a money reason behind it, oftentimes it is the money reason that's driving this. Let me give you one more feeling example here. So how about the feeling of insecurity? Insecurity can translate like insecurity from the time perspective is I don't believe that I can create a schedule and follow through on it, right? I just don't feel secure that I could do that. So if that is you, the translation often to the relationship with yourself is you just feel insecure in your own being. You don't feel secure in who you are as a human. You doubt yourself. Maybe you um, criticize yourself, things like that. So the question then is, what else are you not believing in yourself to be able to do that you really want to do? That is what's going to reveal the parallel to your relationship with yourself. And then from the money standpoint, the money story parallel is basically money creates security. I have to do this to make money. And when I make money, then I will feel secure. So you're going to be driven to do things in your business to try to solve for the insecurity because of your belief about money. Isn't this wild how this story about time, your current thoughts, your current feelings about time reveals, just reflects back to you, this time mirror reflects back to you what you're thinking or feeling about you and your identity, and what you're thinking and feeling about money. It's so interesting just to take a peek at. Now, these are just a sampling of the examples on how the way that you think about time is reflecting back to you and showing you your relationship with yourself and showing you your relationship with money. Did any of these sound familiar to you? I'm guessing that there was probably at least one of these that resonated with you. Here's what I want you to know. Your time, your business, your money, your life all reflect how you feel inside and the thoughts that are driving those feelings. It's the foundation for how all of this is built, how you've built your time, your schedule, how you've built your business, how you've created your lifestyle, how you have made your money is all a reflection of your thinking and the feelings that those have created. We have a saying in the coaching world that if you think it in one area, you think it in all areas. 
So often what happens is that I will coach someone and help them see the thought or the belief that they didn't even realize was there. And then they'll start to see it not just in their time, but in other areas of their lives as well. And this is exactly what happens and why when you get coaching in one area, it automatically helps you in other areas of your life. Think about the skill of follow through. When my students learn this skill, it is a skill, by the way. It's not just something you're born with. It doesn't just improve their work lives. Yes, are they able to create a schedule and follow through on it? 100%. Are they able to set revenue goals and create that amount of money? 100%. But it also improves every other area of their lives from how they spend or save their money or what they eat or they don't eat, if they go to the gym or they don't go to the gym. These are just meta skills, which is why coaching is one of the most valuable investments you could ever make for your business, for your life, for your money. So seeing this, I want you to consider how you want your relationship with your money, with your time and yourself to be. If this relationship was impeccable, how would you show up differently in your schedule and in your time? What would you do in your time in terms of money creation that is different than maybe what you're doing right now? So your assignment for this week is to see how your relationship with time is the mirror to your relationship with yourself and your money. What parallels can you find? I offer this to you because through my own experience of healing my relationship with time, I created a deeper, more connected relationship with myself, and I have the ability to create more money than I ever have had the ability to do or the capacity to do in my life. When you're going after a 30-hour or less work week and you are making more money in the less time, it brings up all your stuff. You can't get to this work week and that new amount of money creation without learning how to manage your mind and yourself in your time. It's like the best personal development program you could ever do. And guess what the cherry on the top is? You get to work less, make as much money as you want, and live exactly the way you want. So if you do this work and you realize that your story about time is one that you are ready to dive into and change, not just to work less or to earn more money, but for the deeper purpose of changing your relationship with yourself and your life, then of course, I want to invite you to join me in the summer round of my Unbusy Entrepreneur Mastermind. In this mastermind, we take everything that I teach you on the podcast and we apply it at a very deep level. It's really one thing to hear me talk to you about it week after week on the podcast. That's amazing, but it's an entirely different experience to have the weekly assignments and getting coached by me to apply what I'm teaching you and get the results that you want. I'm going to finish this episode with one of the recent Slack messages that I got from a current student. And if you are interested in joining the July round of the Unbusy Entrepreneur Mastermind, all you need to do is go to www.neilwilliams.com, click on the link to apply and get details on when the next round is launching. Here is the Slack. Can I share a win from my homework last week? I've been really bad about working over or past my allotted hours if I don't get my to-do list done 
and or adding extra things to my plate if I get my scheduled things done quicker than I think I will. So what she's talking about is one of the things that hasn't been going well in her schedule and in her plan. So everybody has a weekly evaluation that they do, and this is part of her weekly evaluation. Today, I finished my planned tasks an hour early and forced myself to stop working, even though I could have found things to fill up my time. I didn't realize the immediate sense of control I would feel by not continuing to work. I went for a walk and listened to some podcasts, enjoyed having a little extra time to myself. Here's what's important about this post. She just ratcheted herself on the freedom meter from below a five to above a five. So instead of feeling controlled by her time and what she got done, she was in control of it. And she felt so free to be able to get the work done when she decided that she did, that she went for a walk. She enjoyed having extra time to herself. She wasn't stressing about what didn't get done, what she could have gotten done. She just enjoyed that time that she had created for herself because she was so productive. This is exactly what it's like to become an unbusy entrepreneur, to decide what you get done, how much money you make, and in the amount of time that you want to work. If you want a part of this, go to the website, visit www.neilwilliams.com and apply for the July round of Unbusy Entrepreneur Mastermind. Have a beautiful, unbusy week, everyone. I'll talk to you next week.